This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of Jason Kenney's favorite craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. Welcome to Harmonious Gentlemen. We're continuing our breakfast joint tour, and we're uh, <laughs> recording. Uh, that, you could take that a few ways: breakfast joint or breakfast yep. location. But yep. um, we're at Phil's Diner in downtown Red Deer. Yes, we are enjoying some mm. pork chubbies and mm-hmm. uh, corned beef hash. And oh boy, some coffee. Yeah, hot coffee. That was an awesome intro, Tyler. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. It was I think solid. it's now your job. Okay. Yeah, but where are the joints? That's that's my that's question. A, that's a Peter that's wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at Phil's, and uh, kind of the um, the big news is the Raptors winning last night, so any mm-hmm. sports fans out there, whew. shout out to Jeremy, Mike. Yeah. Woo. Today we wanted to maybe continue a talk that we had started a few months ago around LGBTQ issues, which uh, we got a lot of feedback from maybe to continue talking about that. But I think um, maybe under the, <clears throat> the larger topic of masculinity and what that, um, those definitions, how they've changed, what they mean to us and, and sort of where we see that going. I think yeah. that's something that we're interested in exploring a little bit this morning. Yeah. Peter's kind of our resident masculinity expert. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter, why yes, I embody masculinity in every every <laughs> yeah. way. Why do you think this is an important topic, Peter? Uh, um, I, I think I think a lot of it is we are going through a cultural shift where people are trying to uh, figure out what it means to be masculine, what it means to be feminine, and uh, um, people just really don't have clear answers. So there's this constant struggle, this constant battle of of what that means. So within like uh, religious circles, this is a huge debate of uh, uh, gender roles, like within marriage and relationships and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, and uh, within church structures and I think, uh, and in parenting too, what that looks nah, like as your parenting doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, no. Within, within parenting, like is the, the male, the head of the household, like, mm-hmm. and what does that mean if that is the case? And, yeah. And what it means to be um, masculine, and so. how you communicate that to your kids as they're growing up. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into all that, which is exciting. After recommendations, Tyler, right. are you ready for that? Yeah, I am. I've got a good one. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the thing I want to recommend is a movie. It's on Netflix now. It's a Netflix original called I Am Mother. It's a sci-fi movie. I'm kind of a sucker for sci-fi, but pretty simple premise. Um, if you've seen the trailer, the world, um, it's kind of an after extinction event. So it looks like there's one person left and this person is being raised by a robot mm-hmm. and um, she's the mother. And then they kind of live in this underground bunker that's set up to restart humanity um, and then somebody shows up um, like a human shows up and kind of changes the storyline but really cool idea very simply filmed and um, cool special effects and cool. yeah worth checking out good story sci-fi cool. I am mother I am mother 
I'm going to recommend a TV show, a miniseries <clears throat> called Chernobyl. Um, probably the best show I've seen in years. Hmm. So it's six episodes or an hour each. Just a really no-nonsense, just look at the Chernobyl disaster um, in 1986. Is it like a reenactment or like a documentary? I think or? It's, 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 you know, dramatized or whatever. They, like it's, it's not a documentary, but it's, I, there's a cool thing. You can watch the real footage versus the show, and they try to match it up as best as hmm. they could. And I think it's supposed to be as accurate as possible. Of course, they don't know everything, right? The Soviet yeah. Union was pretty secretive at the time. Hmm. Um, and they're mad about it right now, actually. Putin apparently is not happy, and they're making their own show to combat. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, it's amazing. Like, just... Just watch it. It's intense, um, but it's a, just a beautiful show. I love it. Hmm. All right. I have uh, maybe a risky recommendation. It's more of a lifestyle recommendation again. <laughs> oh. Another one of those. Um, it's going to be, I'll try not to be too specific, but start your day with something that you hate. So no, right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got up. I biked. I'm with people. No, I'm trying to do... I'm doing a month of burpees hmm. where every day I add five more burpees to it. Ugh. And I'm not re- necessarily recommending that, but burpees are horrible. Everybody hates burpees. Yeah, it's kind of a universally yeah. hated exercise. So I just make myself do some every day, and then hmm. the rest of the day feels easy compared so what to... what are you up to? Well, it's the... So I guess if it's the 12th, it's... Or is it the 13th? I'd be Four, at, it's the 14th. 14th, so I'd be at 70... And you just have to finish that like before you get to work, kind of? Or? I try to do it in the morning. Sometimes I do it in the evening. In the car on the way here. I'm recommending <laughs> starting the day. Yeah. Wow. So it doesn't have to be burpees. That's great. Something that's terrible. Like cold shower, I think. I had a little phase of that too. But. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I know all your other lifestyle recommendations have changed my life for yeah. the better in having not done any of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Getting up early, eating lots of candy. Yeah. That's good. Thanks, Dad. Good one. Peter. So my recommendation, I can't believe I'm making this because those of you who know me know that I despise and hate sports with an absolute passion. Like I should have been on that sports podcast episode Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I would just torn you guys to threads because sports are stupid. I'm sorry. We forgot to invite you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, But I recommend, I actually do recommend maybe watching a little basketball once in a great while. I, I watched the, the final Raptors game last night, and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was at the service arena, a lot of people there. It yeah. was a lot of excitement. And so I can't believe I actually like got excited and maybe shed a tear or two. And, and I, I don't know what happened. I'm, For a Canadian team. I'm, I am now yeah. back to, to normal life, though. I've, <laughs> I, I've lapsed into... <laughs> You know a the Women's World depravity. Cup is on right now for soccer. We oh. Can invite. <laughs> <laughs> I really perked up at that. Peter, did you feel like the community? Because that's what we talked about in the mm. podcast a lot was that it's it's a community thing. Did you feel are, that? Are you just trying to push me to like like sports? Just analyze uh, why <laughs> you liked it so much. I want to, you know. No, though, actually, so it was the community, but I was thinking last night and this morning, um, it's like I still don't understand why, like, the the crazy excitement like we're like mm-hmm. watching it on a screen and yet people are doing cheers it's not like our cheering will go yeah, it's going to change yeah. how they're playing like yeah. they can't hear us yeah. but it's not so, really for them that's yeah, yeah it's not about but, that but then like what's the point of it like i i don't know i still struggle with a lot of the, yeah. the analyzing why we do 
some of the things we do when it comes to watching sports. But yeah. I did have fun, though, so I'm not yeah, going so to deny that. It was very okay. enjoyable, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, so we have... What's your movie called again, Chris? One more time. I Am Mother. I Am Mother on Netflix. Chernobyl, it's an HBO show. Oh. So get Crave or whatever. Tyler recommended... Uh, daily burpees. <laughs> <laughs> or anything else you hate. Or anything else you hate first thing in the morning. And Peter recommends sports as a whole. Oh, All sports. No. Watch yeah. as many sports as possible. Yeah. All right, let's hit the break and then we'll talk about what it means to be a man or a woman. Or. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So last weekend, Peter and I were at an event and uh, at a table with some friends, and um, there was someone speaking, and they were talking about pastors, and anyway, it was a good speech, but at one point he said, behind every good pastor is a good wife. I looked over at Peter, who was sitting next to another pastor, a female pastor, and kind of smiled, um, because in neither of those cases would that be the case. And it got me thinking about how that comment was not meant to be. You know, rude at all. It was just an offhand comment. Oh, I'm highly um, offended yeah. by that comment. <laughs> <laughs> but it got me thinking um, that that's not really true, necessarily. Um, Peter, thoughts? <laughs> it's wrong, hopefully. Okay. I think I'm a good pastor, right? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been fired yet, so that's good. But I think why that's interesting to this topic is because there's a lot of assumptions around um, yeah, gender roles and uh, masculinity, femininity, and some people, I th think this isn't a topic for them. They've had this in their mind. This has been solved for their whole life, and they would say, for thousands of years, we've known what <laughs> gender roles are. So why why are we talking about it so much nowadays? But uh, mm -hmm. clearly, like as you mentioned earlier, Peter, it's it's something that's on a lot of people's minds right now. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, that one's tricky because it's it's like um, the part that kind of bugs me is that it assumes that the the woman is behind like it's still the man is more more important the woman still is like or couldn't plays be the a pastor <laughs> couldn't or be couldn't. the pastor themselves yeah. yeah um but then the tricky thing is that a lot of it's meant as like a compliment to the woman sure right like it's like you're still secondary but hmm. but like good job right and I don't know. It, sometimes it seems condescending, but it's not taken with offense by the people who it's actually condescending to. Right. Yeah. But. And it is interesting. It seems like uh, pastor is like the only job where it's like, like often it is assumed that it's the, the guy who's a pastor, but it's also assumed that they are married and their wife is somehow included into that job. And that mm -hmm. it's like a job together. So like it's her ministry too. Yeah. And I find that to be a really weird thing. Like, um, yeah. What other profession do you really see that combination? Just, just assumed. Yeah. So, yeah. But maybe that speaks to the importance of a pastors in a community or that's kind of how always how I took it that if it was a male pastor, the, the wife, if, the, if he's married has an important role in, not just supporting, I, I think, I think but it is, makes like it idolizes family in many ways. But hmm. but yeah, that's that's kind of besides besides the point, um, really, for this topic. But I do find it to be an interesting observation. Well, I think 
like part of masculinity or our view of it is to be the head of a household and to be the head of a family, right? And if you're not, if you don't have a wife and kids, then you're having lots of... There's no family to be the head of, you know? Right. Well, <laughs> well, no, like you're not necessarily less masculine, but you have to make up for it by sleeping around or like oh. having all these relationships with women, mm-hmm. right? So it's like... But like somehow you've given up like a God-given role? Right. I, I'm just like the... I was connecting it to the family family thing like once you settle down then your your pride comes from your family and your wife and you're like look at look at that man like he's a Mm. dad but before that masculinity is look at that guy getting all those girls oh yeah i see right yeah yeah so that that is the common view in conservative christian circles right and i the thing that i find concerning is it doesn't fit to everybody so like like, uh, so the people who don't get married or the people who don't have a wife or that sort of a thing, um, like what is their definition of masculinity if it's not tied to our relationship with the opposite sex? Yeah. Right. And so, because I don't know, whenever I hear most definitions of masculinity, it's always tied, uh, with their relationship with women. That's so, what Tyler was just saying, right? Like yeah. no matter what stage of life you're at, it is. Mm-hmm. Tied to both. Yeah. So what should it be tied to? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. I always got frustrated, like all the books that like I read on masculinity within church circles, like in high school and early college, like Wild at Heart, which is pure Christian rubbish. Um, hate that book with a passion. Uh, but like all these books, <laughs> like... I just cannot connect with them because I'm like, I don't fit to any of these definitions of masculinity that they are laying out. And there's no way that I can fit any of these definitions. So I'm like the book wild at heart to be a man is the chase after a damsel in distress. And I'm like, mm. well, you're not going to really see me do that. And then, <laughs> and then that, and then that book really criticized, uh, uh, nice guys, guys shouldn't be nice. And I'm like, well, I kind of like, I'm proud about being a nice guy. So like there's a shot there. Like it's yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of the term toxic masculinity. When I hear that, mm. shall we re- like deconstruct that word in a minute? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So the other day we had this um, track and field kind of day at our school and I was in charge of the 300 meter run. And so different groups of kids would come and they'd race and it was fun. Um, kind of had something that made me think a little bit about this topic was uh, the girls crew ran first and then the boys crew ran after, and uh, there was a girl who got the new record in the girls' team, and they were really happy about it, and they were high-fiving lots. And then the boys came up, and they were sort of saying, we're going to beat your record, and it was kind of, you know, playful, and it was competitive, and it was fine. And then a boy did beat the record by a second, and kind of like that guy and his group, and they're young kids, by the way, like pretty young grades, and him and his group, they, their whole attitude shifted, and it was like, just really loud and they'll just the group went up to the girls and kind of yelled in their face and like in your face and they're puffing their chest out and they're smacking each each other's butts yeah Yeah, like massaging to their shoulders and and there's just really all of a sudden this shift into like man mode almost um and i i don't know whatever like i'm sure they're they're being competitive and they're it's i wasn't like horrified by that but it kind of made me think a little bit about the behavior like it, it became different suddenly um the competitiveness 
not just the competitiveness. There was something else going on there, I thought. Um, and then, of course, they had a one-on-one race to try and determine the real winner. And uh, all his buddies jumped onto the course to try and stop her at one point, And it became kind of a... <laughs> yeah. Because she was winning. Because she was winning, and she did win uh, that race. Of course, then he said he was tired. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> It just made me think about these young young kids, and there was something going on there in terms of the different sexes. Like certainly yeah. the behavior was different. When the girl won, none of that was going on. It was all they were all high fiving her and hugging her. It had nothing to do with screaming at the guys. So yeah, made me think a little bit. Yeah, I, I saw it from a distance, and it was just kind of because they were younger younger kids, but they were yeah. acting so macho and tough and. Like yeah. it, it seemed like they were replicating what they see in movies and sports, and mm-hmm. but almost to a like um, humorous extent, like over yeah, the top, like, like a comic level. When you see a little eighty-pound kid <laughs> trying to like intimidate, like it's <laughs> yeah. it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, it was it was. I didn't like watching that either. But so, so do you think that's learned behavior, or is that like built into a I think little so. kid's DNA? Well, yeah, that's yeah. I, I think it's learned. Like it looked learned. Like it looked very fake to me. Like, yeah. but it still, it, was, it seemed like intimidation and putting the other side down. Kind of definitely two sided. Like, yeah, two different ways of doing yeah. it. Yeah. If it had been but, two two boys in that final race, and and that was, yeah. I think it would have felt different. Right. Than than the boy losing to a girl, maybe. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, if I'm being totally honest, if I oh confession in a, time. In a, yeah. <laughs> In a sports scenario, and I, there's a chance that I'm going to lose to a, a woman or a girl, like I get nervous about that. And right? like it's like it's and more competitive or in. Well, I guess a, a good example would be, um, I play on a hockey team, and we we had a girl come to play with us, and I was before the game nervous that she was going to be way better than me. But if it had been a guy, I wouldn't. I'd be happy if he was way better than me, <laughs> right? Like then we have another good player on the team. So, and I don't like that, that I have those feelings. Um, but there's something that I've learned, I guess, to make me think that way. So that's in sports. Would you feel that same way if it was outside of a sports context? Like if it was a colleague at work or an, uh, an activity? Chess tournament? Yeah. Or- <laughs> well, I think part of it is too, I'm just really competitive in games and sports. So maybe it would cross over into games but not at work like or yeah I think yeah I guess you could argue everything is competitive but I'm not competitive when it comes to outside of sports outside yeah. of sports or games where it's that's the the framework yeah. for it but but you'd be more upset about losing to a girl than to a different another guy yeah 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 it's like if, if one of my great students wanted to arm wrestle me I don't want to lose to any students but it to me, there'd be a little more fear that I'm going to lose to a high school girl than to a high school guy. Right. Marcel keeps challenging me, and I keep like brushing him off because I don't want to lose. <laughs> I know I don't want to lose to anybody, but yeah. Hmm. He's getting pretty strong too, so yeah, it's a good uh, avoid. Yeah. Shout out to Marcel. <laughs> yeah. It it kind of reminds me of the the classic movie Sandlot, where like oh, he boy. makes the comment, "You play ball like a girl." Like yeah. it's like. Right. It's a big insult. A big insult. And I'm like, why is that an insult? I remember thinking that as a kid. I'm like, what's insulting about that? But Another kid's yeah. sports movie that corrects that is uh, Little Giants. <laughs> yeah. Icebox. 
right? Isn't that yeah. the one with the icebox? Ice she's yeah. like destroying everybody. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen that movie. Mm. So. Oh, you'd love it. Now that you love sports so much, <laughs> like we have so many movies you should oh, watch. Oh man, you're gonna be busy. Well, so many of our stories come from school because three quarters of us are teachers, but um, we were having a meeting with students and parents and um, one of the students, a young girl who's in grade 12, was talking about going to college because she wanted to enter the medical profession. And there was a parent there who like genuinely said, oh, you're interested in becoming a nurse. And she just kind of turned to him and like locked eyes and said, no, a doctor. And her response was so great. She didn't get upset, but she was like, kind of this steely resolve which I thought was so good yeah. and I talked to her about it later just you know I thought you handled yourself really well and um, has that ever happened and, and she said oh yeah that that's common that stuff happens all the time um, and she's going to be a great doctor by the way hmm. um, yeah. and I can't wait to see that happen but is that harmful do you think when a, when a person a dad you know asks her a question like that is that innocent I- is that I think it's harmful, but the person who made the comment might not be uh, intending it to be harmful, right? It's like well, I would say he wasn't, yeah. right? Like it's it's unintentionally harmful. That doesn't mean it's not harmful, right? Um, yeah, because what does that do to the other girls there who see the way she's treated for trying to take a well, not even really take a risk, but just do what she wants to do? Yeah. Well, and if that person is a parent and they have yeah. their own kids. What kinds of mm-hmm. worldviews are they passing on, inadvertently or, or not, right? Hmm. Like, is that an example of toxic masculinity is thrown around quite a bit nowadays? Like, is that what it is? Uh, is that toxic? Is that an example? Is that toxic? Toxic's a pretty strong word. It, I, I'm not sure if that situation specifically... Uh, people would label that as toxic. I think they would label it as an example of privilege. Like, uh, this is somebody from privilege who is just making these assumptions about... It seems like ignorance, kind of like, oh, I didn't even think of you as a doctor. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, Peter, what... what, So, toxic, Max, what would you say would be more of an example? So... Well, usually, usually when people mention toxic masculinity, uh, like people who don't like the term immediately think it's like when you do anything masculine. So if you like, I don't know, like lift weights, like it's just this assumption of uh, toxic masculinity. Um, and and that is, that's not what is meant exactly. So usually toxic masculinity is meant in reference if you put somebody down by using your masculinity so if you physically abuse somebody that's Mm. toxic masculinity Uh, um, or if you think to be a man is to be mean and harmful and not a nice guy that's that's toxic masculinity so it's not going against masculinity it's going against a certain negative version of it okay so if we go back to the sports we were talking about before having feelings about not wanting to lose to a girl isn't a toxic masculinity thing but the way you fight the way those young kids were intimidating and really trying to kind of gang up on the other side like yeah, that's, that would be toxic masculinity yeah, to me that was when I saw it kind of from a distance that's that seemed like an example of toxic masculinity where the guys are it's like mob mentality 
we're, look at us, we're, we're macho. And What makes me think a little bit about that is, um, like, so is it learned behavior? Like, who are the heroes to kids right now? Like, male influences. Who are the leaders? Who are the, right? Like, are they looking up to guys that behave like that? They're sports heroes. They're movie stars. What's, there's like, a trailer that's, like, peak masculinity. It's got The Rock and oh yeah, and <laughs> Jason, else, Statham. Jason Statham, and they're they're just very strong, flexing and ripped tank tops and helicopters out of the air. <laughs> oh, it sure looks like a, a big pile yeah. of steaming crab. Right, but that like to a grade five kid, like are those the that's what a man is? Well, that's what I'm asking, right? right? Like, yeah. is is that if a grade five kid thinks about what it means to be a man? I, I'm really curious to know what the average grade five boy is going to say because I don't know. I would have said Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2 when I was that age. Predator for me. Right. The, the approach that I take to that, like what is a masculine action or what it means to be a man, I would say if you're a man and you're doing an action, that's a masculine action. It almost shouldn't be used as part of your, like, uh, I guess it is kind of part of your identity, but maybe we do it too much. Mm-hmm. Right? Like it's more of a, it's just you are masculine, because, like you said, because you're a man. Right. Not because you do this. I think we're getting better at knowing kind of the difference between expression and identity and sexuality and knowing that those aren't all the same thing. But there's definitely, from my generation and older, people who think because you are interested in something, then that defines you know who you might be attracted to and what you're... Like, that all kind of gets jumbled up and... Um, I've always been really offended by that. Like, so you're a guy that means you can't like these things, these colors, this yeah. TV show, that movie, but, hanging yeah. out with those kind of people that I, I've, I've always really taken a lot of offense at that. Yeah. Actually, it reminds me mm. of a movie that I saw a few months ago. It's called Billy Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. and yeah. it's, yeah, like it's a, a great example of, yeah, like a kid who is forced to like play boxing. Then he sees a ballet class and w- immediately wants to get into I ballet. I like that you said play boxing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what boxing is. You just play it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> That's you, awesome. You can tell I'm not a sports person. <laughs> it's okay. You're becoming one. Yeah, I think there's there's probably people out there who hear us talking this way about these issues, and think that we are actually making it we are making it more possible, or we are causing people to become trans or gay. Oh yeah, right. Because you like the color purple as a kid, you are now. If if we're becoming more accepting of these different like uh, actions or. Um, interpretations of masculine we're actually wrecking masculinity right or we and that assumes hurt. a lot like first of all that it's bad to be those things then yeah, yeah. exactly that that you like, can actually so. change that thing because of a toy you give a kid wait so is that what happened to me like <laughs> did you play somebody yes, exposed you, you to the color pink and purple <laughs> oh, man i wish i knew that <laughs> this is a therapy session yeah this <laughs> could have solved so many problems in my life <laughs> so how old were you when you got your easy bake oven <laughs> You know, I started baking with a normal oven at like yeah. the age of like seven. So, <laughs> what would be in a like a way? So somebody who maybe believes that, what would be a, a good way to converse? Like, I, I have a hard time like knowing what I would say if someone said something like that because there are probably people who do think that way. So the approach I take, though, this thank is, you that I don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, question. I mean, I, I want to know. You jumped in there, Peter. See, yeah, that's good. 
I, I take like more of the the theological theological approach. But Karl Barth, who's like one of my favorite theologians, he he says that our goal really isn't to be more masculine or more feminine like uh, because men and women are created in the image of God mm-hmm. so our goal as men and women is to have healthy interactions with each other so we fully reflect the right. full image of God sure. uh, so to be masculine isn't like if you're too masculine it's actually a bad thing because you are not reflecting God fully uh, and if you're too feminine, it's not a good thing because you're not reflecting God fully. So he, he actually uh, downplays the importance of being masculine um, and that we shouldn't be too masculine. We should have healthy interactions with women so that it equals out that represents God well. So I, I would just simply say it's not good to be too masculine and it's not good to be too feminine. Hmm. So... But I, one thing that that assumes, though, is there is a difference. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I would go on record as saying I believe that. But also that what, what a community can lose out if you don't have one or the other. Like, just... And sometimes people who don't fit into what those preconceived notions often get pushed to the to the edges and they're not part of community and you lose out on that, on that perspective. And I think that that's, like, to me what toxic masculinity what? is. It pushes mm-hmm. out the other and I... One of the things I actually can't stand are like men's Bible studies or men's retreats or like men's. There's one like going on right over there on the corner. It's like a guy sitting around a table. Aren't we? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So you hate this podcast. Awesome. Well, actually, I have had some criticisms. Like we we need some women on this podcast once in a while. So it's harmonious, gentle people. Oh man, yeah. we're, we're cutting to the core here. Okay, all right, but good. But it's like I take it easy. W- remember, you're a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I remember one time going to a men's retreat, and all of the activities they had lined up was like shooting, yeah, uh, like shooting clay pigeons, which. I'm against gun use. This is, I don't know, my progressive side, but like, <laughs> like, so like one, there's like something that I refuse to do. Um, and then like, uh, the men's retreat was like, yeah, eating tons of bacon, like just being this in the like middle on of the, the agenda. Woods. Like <laughs> number one, yeah, guns, guns, bacon. Two, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like yeah. Ron Swanson yeah. all the time. Three bourbon. Yeah. Actually, I kind of like that you brought Ron Swanson up. Cause like, yeah, because I'm actually not offended by his. Yeah, like I think it's because like his character has like this respect for like people like Leslie Nope. So yeah. uh, well, he's kind of like making fun of that kind of masculinity. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's he's an interesting case for but sure. He kind of embodies it in but a cool embod- and in a, respectful he, way. Right. Yeah. And plus that mustache. That's such oh, a good seriously? mustache. Well, in that long break, I was just thinking about what you said, Peter, about men's retreats, and I just have a couple questions, maybe a little pushback. Don't you think there needs to be places where, um, first of all, the camaraderie of guys is really important, I think, and girls, and and then everybody as a group, but where do guys learn or get to talk about what it means to be masculine or, I don't know how I'm going to say this in the right way, where there's an opportunity to be mentored by people to be good godly men 
and to act in a way that's respectful of women and of others. Like, I know you can do that with women in your presence. I, I'm not saying that, but what is it specifically about, like, when guys hang out at a retreat, for example, that maybe would be harmful? Yeah, so, like, yeah, like, I'm not against, like, guys hanging out because, like, like <laughs> here, if here I we was, are like, I, I'm very hypocritical because I yeah. do that, like, all the time. Um, but like my, my fear is often when we have like these like, uh, men's gather men gatherings, uh, where it's the, the, it develops this unhealthy understanding of what masculinity is. Like, do you mean if you you do that that completely outside of a relationship with women? Like if you're never hearing from them, if it's only guys hanging out or yeah, if it's only guys hanging out, like, or when you talk about like uh, vulnerable, like uh, personal topics, do you only talk about those with guys? I think often they should be talked about with women mm-hmm. as well. Um, like there is, there is wisdom of hanging out with guys, uh, but that is our like natural inclination to hang out with our own gender. Like that is like what we naturally want to do. So I think what we should be doing is forcing uh, stronger interaction with women. So I'm not, I'm not like totally opposed to men's retreats, but I am against like the men's retreats that foster this weird sort of masculinity and that it, I yeah, just yeah, don't fit into. Sounds yeah. like the activities were yeah. kind of your bigger issue. Like shooting like, guns. What like seriously. Well, actually like, sounds like fun to me, but. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm really, Breaking I'm really, really, stuff. I really good so, at duck hunt as a kid. The problem isn't necessarily <laughs> that guys are getting together. It's just really yeah, important okay. that yeah. what mm-hmm. that environment is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but is it. there is there something to the like the psychology that that talks about how men and women are are different different like they think differently they like there's even I remember growing up and seeing books or hearing about there was one uh, women are from Mars men are from oh yeah the other Venus way around I think something like that I just thought Venus rhymed with penis so I thought it was right but she's the <laughs> goddess of so that would make oh, sense right. and yeah. Mars is the god of war Dude, so that's the god of like, men like, I don't know that was, I remember hearing about that book I never read it or anything no, but either. like is that all bunk or is there something different about guys hanging out with guys yeah so uh, from yeah the more scholarly perspective they would say often that there are uh, physical mental differences they're just not purposeful differences uh, that mm. like uh, if they're purposeful differences that means that there's some sort of value given to those differences now this mm. is where it conflicts with traditional Christian theology because traditional Christian theology has uh, tied a gender distinction with a purpose that it has mm. theological implications with it so there are difficulties there but um but i don't think i think there is a difference and i think oftentimes in our uh society we try to like downplay those differences entirely um Mm. and i i think that's tricky to do yeah so anyway i think we like like always we're just scratching the surface i mean we would probably have a lot more stories to share and Mm -hmm. i'd like to in a future podcast Mm-hmm. But Phil's is going to be, you know, filling up here. Any final mm-hmm. thoughts, you guys, before we get to some confessions? Anything you want to add? Peter, I appreciate your, your point of view today. Thanks. You kind of led us through that nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think, like you mentioned, how we're just scratching the surface. I think we need to 
well, this is kind of the purpose of our podcast is just to start conversations. Even for us, like it's good to talk about this. And I think we need to get over this sense that talking about this stuff is going to wreck something like wreck society or we're going to break masculinity by questioning it. Right. Right. Like I think we need to get over that call each other out I think it's part, like for me if we are we didn't talk about this what we actually think healthy masculinity is and I think a big part of that is holding each other accountable yep. um, and yeah I guess that would be my closing thought I guess is what do we do moving forward Pat, you had that really good story about that hockey game I think you maybe shared in a podcast before where a guy used a term in a hockey game right yeah and you kind of called them out in the locker room, which I thought was a pretty awesome move. Like, that's not easy to do. We've all been in a situation where we kind of wish, ah, oh, I wish I said something, you know? Right. If someone's being sexist or homophobic or whatever, like, you kind of called that out. That's that cool. Yeah, that's yeah. not easy, but no, that's how things change. Yeah. Maybe can we talk about all of our grandpas next time? Mm. <laughs> well, I remember mine fondly, so yes. Talk about, like, the good old days and, like... The grandpa episode. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That'd be actually that, sweet. That would be fun. I'd be all for that. All right. Let's uh, do some confessions. So you may have noticed I rode my bike to Phil's this morning. Yeah. And I felt, you know, healthy and vigorous doing that. But the real reason is because I've been without a truck for maybe four months now. And my confession is that I haven't even once like opened up Kijiji or looked at all to replace my car. And my wife is probably quite fed up with me. So I'm confessing that I definitely need to uh, work a little harder to find a vehicle. And I'm committing to the harmonious gentleman that I'm going to have one by the next time we Whoa. do a podcast. Unless what? it's like in a week, then that's not possible. But Why are you I can, oh. postponing that? Like, why are you putting it off? I don't know, actually. It's not a fun process. I mean, there's, there's that. I mean, I, you know. I mean, I, like, I'm using the excuse that I'm too busy, but I could probably find like five minutes here or there. Mm-hmm. That's I getting was, healthy. <laughs> think of all the time you're biking. Like, yeah. You could, no, that's, and that's been good. But, oh, that's good. Yeah, but you could use... Oh, while I'm biking. <laughs> <laughs> I could be thinking about it. I can confirm that uh, your wife is upset about it. I was in the... Church nursery with her last oh, Sunday. Great. So she started to talk to other topic people. Of discussion. Maybe she's been talking to other people for a long time. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, is there a lot of gossip that happens in the oh, church man, nursery? Like, do we need to, do we need to fix that? There. Definitely is. <laughs> Not our church. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> My confession is that um, during the game last night and the game before, um, those of you, you know, those of you who follow basketball know Steph Curry on the Golden State Warriors, one of the best shooters in the game, one of the best players. And, um, but he's quite emotional mm-hmm. and when his buddy got injured, he kind of had his head in a towel. He was kind of tearing up last night, kind of, and I was like full on mocking him for the cry. Like, look at those tears. Like what a wuss. Like I was, oh. I, mo- I turned into that mode kind of Whoa. out of nowhere. Toxic it, style. Well, it, it really struck me. I was like, oh my goodness. Like without even a thought, I'm ripping this guy for showing emotion. Yeah. You know, one of the best players in the game. And like the way he behaves is annoying. And like, I don't like some of those aspects of the game. That's fine. But the fact that it was like making fun of his emotion and tears was pretty darn inappropriate. So right. I'm confessing that because that kind of felt crappy after when it was like, oh, that's. Ooh, that's a good. Know? 
real confession. That's a real yeah. confession right well, there. It's, yeah. it's, it's what we talked about Not today. that our other confessions aren't real. <laughs> yeah, no, mine was real. Just, that's, a, that's a real one. Just you way there, less so you know, that's, that's what I was doing there. <laughs> yeah, you, you made those comments. I did. I yes. was there on the record. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I will try not to. I will be more aware of that. <laughs> well, I have a, I guess, kind of a, in the same vein, a real confession. And I have a son who is in many ways very like stereotypically masculine but occasionally I'll I'll come home from work and he'll be wearing a pink princess dress <laughs> or he'll have his toenails painted red or yeah um I'll get home after he's gone to bed and I go to kind of check on him and he'll be in his sister's like nightgown right and <laughs> yeah like I guess my the confession is that that I'm I don't want him to go out in public like that and that I'm, it makes me, I've never really been worried for his, for him. Like, yeah. or like it, but it, there's just a little bit of like, uh, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like a little bit of fear or a little bit of yeah. uncertainty, uncertainty yeah. where maybe, it, uh, yeah. What is this about? Yeah. And I guess that's my confession too, that I've. Yeah. So you, so you don't want it to bother you at all? Like I don't. You, yeah. I'd yeah. like it if I could. A hundred percent just be like, ah, he's just like, he just thinks it's funny to wear it or he's just, it's comfortable wearing a nightgown to bed yeah, or, he wants to but there's a it. little piece that's like, could this be, um, leading to some challenges down the road or mm-hmm. if I was to listen to what I've heard from some people, am I allowing him or making him trans right. by letting yeah. him wear, <laughs> wear a nightgown? Right? Like, yeah. And I don't that's think that's Peter that, off like, mic laughing. <laughs> Peter doesn't think that's going to happen. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Ty. So my my confession is relate to my recommendation. So yeah, watch watch some basketball once in a once in a while. But I still have no idea what's going on in a basketball game, and so like yesterday like probably for the first three quarters of the game i was mainly paying attention to like the uh various like i don't know hairstyles and beard styles of mm. the players like mm-hmm. they actually have really good like mm. hairstyles good barbers. For, yeah mm-hmm. like i'm actually quite impressed that they yeah uh yeah don't look i don't know like hockey players yeah yeah that's a good <laughs> Right. I don't know. I'm okay. going to have some people upset at me after that, but <laughs> okay. It's a different style but, during the but, playoffs. But yeah. So like, I still have no idea what's going on in a sports game and mm-hmm. just pay attention to other things. So yeah. that's kind but of good grooming. Yeah. Yeah. Grooming is very important. I don't follow it, but it's very important. So speaking of following things, you can email us at harmonious gentlemen hey, at gmail.com. That was a that's good right. transition. Um, <laughs> we actually didn't get to all the emails today. We were just so busy at Phil's here, but, um, Please send responses uh, to this. Maybe you want to blast any one of us over something. Maybe you're just so upset. Or maybe you want to send an encouraging word. Mm. Maybe you're one of our moms and you want to let us know you love us. Either way, email us, please, at harmoniousgentlemen at gmail.com. And before we close a short message for Andy, I have your Smarties and they'll be in your church mailbox on Sunday. Oh, Oh, and I promised I would... Oh, boy. Okay. Well, (laughs) better get that gift card. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's coming. Okay, guys, any, any closing thoughts or are we all, we all good? I think I'm all right. One more confession. Oh. I'm a little annoyed that no one remembered it was my birthday today. What? No oh, podcast. Yeah. I thought of it oh, yesterday. So, oh, my goodness. Gonna, Happy so, birthday. Thanks, you guys. Happy I'm out of here. I got your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay. I should have bought your beer last night. What was I thinking? Oh, man. Actually, I have a little bonus uh, recommendation that, and kind of confession that it's actually awesome to wear like women's like nighties and stuff. (laughs) Finish that sentence. Like, 